2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What a great open. Such a good one. Props to Derek Kramer for making that one. As Derek tweeted out the other day, he will be returning. We don't know when yet, but he will be back. Chaos will ensue and he will be back. As I said before, we're going to take a quick look at what Bills GM Brandon Bean had to say. Yesterday he was on with Joe and Jeremy in the morning, so let's take a listen.
1: Brandon Bean, Bills general manager, joining us here and sitting down for a few minutes from St. John Fisher. Good morning, and happy belated birthday! <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Uh, glad to still be uh, alive and on top of the ground here. Yeah, yeah. So every year, like birthday is camp. You
3: know? It's it's uh, this is my twenty sixth training camp, and so uh, every single one, uh, you know, it's here. It's not necessarily where you'd want to be on your birthday, but it's uh you'd rather be vacationing somewhere. But it's fun. Uh, it's good. Of course, the guy's wearing me out all day. There's so many people here.
1: Sure, sure. I mean, you are also in a nice uh, – soft landing spot if you want to golf on your birthday you got some you got some options
3: <laughs> i know work got in the way yesterday uh, so but hopefully on one of these days off we'll uh, work our way back over to Oak Hill
1: speaking of work you guys had a move just announced cam dantzler designated as wave injured and kyron brown is now uh on board
3: yeah so uh unfortunately the first day uh cam tweaked his hammy you know we we work hard on ramping up, and, and, you know, with 90 guys, you know, you try to keep them to a minimum. You know you, you know what's going to happen, but uh, just ramping these guys back up, unfortunately. Got his hammy, and uh, it's more than a two- or three-day, you know, type situation. And so we just need, you know, healthy bodies because what happens is uh, it becomes a domino effect. More guys at that position start taking more reps, and so you're just – you're trying to limit that, uh, you know, but Cam did a great job, and, and it doesn't mean if we can work out a settlement, it doesn't mean we can't get him back at some point.
4: Brandon Bean with us here at St. John Fisher. So not, the Naheem Hines news of last week, a player you sought, acquired at the deadline last year. How disappointing, I guess, is it for you on, on twofold? I mean, the special teams part of it, the offensive part of it, to where now, like, whether that has to be replaced or whether that's just a piece that is now non-existent from your from your team?
3: Yeah, I mean it is disappointing. You know, first off, disappointing for him. You know, he he had a great off season. He was here the whole time, and it really gave him a chance. You know, when you drop a guy mid-season, especially on offense, the playbook is you know is humongous, and so they were trying to you know add different packages and things like that, but. Uh, it 's not easy to as a coordinator you 're working with your guys, and all of a sudden you drop a guy in, so we were trying to get him going. obviously, he made more of an impact uh, on special teams, you know you know with some of those kickoff returns, obviously everybody remembers the two against New England after the Demar game, but um, was excited about what he was going to bring again to our special teams as a as one of the top dual returners in the league and then beyond that, uh, you know Ken Dorsey was one of the first people when he heard about it. I was like, man, I was looking forward to seeing him in our offense but uh, it is what it is. Injuries happen. Uh, you never want them to happen, and so uh, we'll, we'll hopefully get this surgery. He hasn't had a surgery yet. Hopefully get that done here soon and
1: then uh, get him on the mend. When it comes to that job, if it's Deontay Hardy or if it's Khalil Shakir that wins it, we're had we were expressing a little bit of fear is maybe not the right word, but does winning that job mean that you just inevitably have to have a little less on your plate offensively? Yeah, not necessarily, but I think you know,
3: that's why I think it's good to have, you know, guys with different skill sets that can do it more than just one guy. Um, I think game plan specific, hey, if this is a game that, um, you know, Hardys were really using the heck out of him in offense. Maybe, you know, we do put Shakir or someone else back there. You know, wind and weather and all that, you know, we've even put guys like Mike Hyde back there just to – you know, we get some goofy weather uh, in in Orchard Park especially. So uh, we'll we'll kind of just take that as it goes. Those guys are, um, you know, what I would say about Shakir, very good fielding the ball, great decision maker for a young guy. Hardy's dynamic. He was an all-pro, you know, early in his career as, as a returner. That's kind of how he made his name as a returner and then got more opportunities as a receiver, and and, and that's kind of how we see it. So we'll take it how it goes. Both guys, uh, you know, will we'll, we'll be good
1: back there for us. And, and so next man up. Bill, CM, Brandon, Bean, on Hardy, you know he's the first move you make in free agency. It's like a, it's a quick strike for that, which to, I think to me, to maybe others might read like this was a easy target. Like this is someone that this skill set that he brings is something you you really want for the team. Yeah,
3: I mean he's he's very instinctive. I'm um, big on instincts, uh, good feel. Uh, he is a guy that you know sometimes you can get a straight line fast guy that runs himself. You know, when you're playing zone coverage, runs himself right into coverage. Uh, The thing I would say about um, him, he has the speed, he has the juice. He's a small guy, but uh, he has that, that burst, that runaway speed. Run after catch, get in his hands, but he's also got instinctive feel, um, like a you know you know like some of these you know really good slot receivers. So we think he can you know he's an inside-out receiver first, but we do think he can give us snaps outside as a as a vertical take the top off threat.
4: So we, we talked about returner for with you know Naeem Hines of course being out for the season now, in, his role in the backfield. I mean he is a pass-catching back historically during his time with Indianapolis. And just looking at the depth chart, you know, like James Cook, I mean, that that was how he was described coming into the league. And he is seemingly the the right type of fit for that. But, you know, like depth charts and like Ken Dorsey says yesterday, he likes his ability as an every down back. So my question would be, how has he morphed at all? Or how have you, looking at him, how has that morphed from when you drafted him? to now where, like, do you see him as, well, how Dorsey described him, having the ability to be in every-down back?
3: Yeah, I do. I think he showed that late in the season as he gained confidence, understood the pro game. Um, there are things that are similar to college, but there are things that are different, especially the volume of the playbook and, and all the vari- you know variations that we used him. But, yeah, I mean, the vision when you had him and Naheem's is that if, the, if there's – obviously both of them can take the ball out of the backfield or split out, but – Maybe there would be packages where they're both in the huddle at the same time and one of them's lining up in the dot in the backfield and the other one's split out, and you, and you don't know which way it's going. With him back there, he is a three-down back. We see him. Um, he and Damian Harris, you know, probably uh, competing right now to start. But either way, um, they should be a little bit of a yin and a yang. You know, Damian's going to bring more power, more physicality. Um, he can catch the ball in the backfield too but you would probably use from a weapon standpoint in the passing game you would probably defer to James whereas when you had Naheem you could also throw him in in some packages as well it would be more on you know more of a a heavy burden on James at this point
2: With
1: Harris there you know you said uh, competition to be the starter is that so I I don't know like
4: open competition game plan specific running back by game plan Um, and is running back even different for that because I mean that's a storyline in the league right now, like how many different running backs play. There are so few. Belkow, you know, plays eighty percent of the snaps. That like an open competition, like a battle at running back. I guess it doesn't it just usually end up at both guys end up getting a good workload?
3: Yeah, I mean, it, when I say starter, it doesn't. It, it could be the guy that starts doesn't mean he's going to get the bulk of the touches. It's how the games go on the plan. You know, if you get up, if you're up or you're leading or your run game's dominant, or you know. If James starts the game, but we're hammering him, we're not gonna, you know, with Damien, and he's he's running for a buck forty or something, we're not just gonna say, hey, you know, just be, hey, next week maybe James gets more of the touches. So it is game plan specific. Sometimes it's in game, what is working, what's not, how the other team's playing you, all those things. So again. I think those guys offset each other better than maybe what we've had in the past uh, from that standpoint, but, you know, a little different skill set. And, again, Latavius Murray's in here, experienced guy, 10 years, you know, into the league. Um,
1: you know, he's a big back for us that we can that we can use in certain situations as well. Bill's GM, Brandon Bean. Sean said to give Dalton Kincaid one practice before we really started, you know, heaping <laughs> the expectations. We gave him two. Um, but you guys saw him out through OTAs and mini camps. And from the look of it out there, it looks like, uh, he's not being brought along slowly, or, or maybe it's just the impression because he seems to be picking everything up pretty quickly. He, he's he's involved.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a smart guy. We're throwing him in there. We're mixing him. In. Some of it, you know, it is early in camp. Some of it is what packages we're running or whether we're running more 12, more 11, uh, what we're doing. But, listen, um, Dalton is is a natural football player. I said it earlier, instincts, hands, all those things. He's still picking up. The pro game, like a, you know, like young guys do. He doesn't have it all figured out, but he knows that he's uh, he's a pro, and he's just kind of taking it gradually. He's got a great guy in, in Dawson Knox to kind of help him along. Those guys uh, have have worked well together, and so um, you know we haven't you we haven't been a heavy twelve team the last few years. So you know that's part of been the emphasis here early. You know, with Doris is looking at, at more of our twelve
1: you know playbooks and and that personnel group. You guys have been. One of the lowest twelve teams in the league for multiple seasons is a desire to get there about changing defenses and the constant evolution that we see from offenses and defenses. Well, you always want to have as many options as you can. You want to be as versatile so that, again, game plan
3: this week. Hey, this team you're playing. This team you're looking at the numbers. Um, you know, if they struggle versus eleven and they're very they're more twelve, then we'll we'll go more eleven that week. But Maybe we haven't done it because we haven't felt that was our strong suit. We've been you know, we've been a stronger unit in eleven. We even went you know, one of those years we played a lot of ten, yeah. um, you know, with Dable here. So it kinda is too what are your best weapons? And so it wasn't the going in the year that, hey, we have to find a tight end so that we can be more twelve. But yes, I love twelve. I think it's a great package. I think it does give you some some multiple options if you have the right players. You know, I, I talk all the time the one of the best duos I saw it was only for one year in 2011 it was Cam Newton's rookie year we had Greg Olson and Jeremy Shockey uh, unfortunately Shockey retired that next year but had Cam not been a rookie and gone through the natural rookie things I mean we did some good things offensively but if we had had a a veteran quarterback with those two guys we we were causing you know teams problems
4: Because the overall right to almost put it as the with Kincaid and we've talked about Hardy in the backfield the overall theme of the off season, a little bit on offense is give Ken Dorsey as many different options like if he wanted to be as creative as possible here's a bunch of players that can line up in different spots run different routes that you're in a better position when it comes to that type of mindset
3: yeah it's it's being as versatile and as dynamic so that uh, you know you don't run into certain teams that match up well against certain personnel groups if this team like i said if they if they're shutting teams down that are playing 10 all right let's go let's go 11 or 12 and or, you know if we need to go 21 um, whatever it is, you know, we, you know, we've had some games, especially a couple years ago, we were using Reggie Gilliam a lot. We were doing some hurry-up, 21, trying to get matchup. So it's, it's a matchup league, and given Ken as many matchup opportunities,
1: it's a week-to-week league. Every every team's set up differently. When I want to ask you about Josh before we let you go. You know, it's probably a good thing we've talked about all these other pieces, these things designed to help Josh. When it comes to preserving him his game you know he talks about what he might want to do differently from a year to one year to the next what he's going to focus on whether it's turnovers if it's red zone making smarter decisions um it's always about is he doing too much so where where do you guys stand on how much you want him to you know go super josh mode which he does sometimes maybe not in week two but maybe yes in the playoffs where is that right now yeah i mean listen um you want to let josh be
3: josh um, you know, number one, don't put so much on him that he feels he's got to do everything because you know, that's naturally going to lead uh, to probably more turnovers. So that's my job, and that's where I, on myself, exactly the question earlier is giving him enough pieces so that he doesn't feel like, hey, they're they're all over digs today. Where are we going with the ball? You know, well, is it Dawson Knox? Is it Don Kincaid? Is it Gabe Davis? Is it Hardy? Is it Shakir? Like giving him enough weapons, and again. Um, Naeem Hines. That was just another piece, a weapon. We don't have it, but still think we have plenty of other options. It was just trying to give him as many things as possible, and, and that's a, it's it's almost like you're giving it to Dorsey, but you're also giving it to Josh, yeah. you know, in duo. And so, um, my number one thing for Josh is, is protect himself and and give him enough weapons. Have our line protect him. Again, that's part of it too, so that he does not feel, and again, so that he doesn't have to be the huge burden of the run game that that he's been. Hopefully, we can get that going with you know Damian Harris, Cook, and, and and Latavius, and and hopefully it's a it's a balanced. If we want to run it this week, if this team wants to play us, you know, split safeties, play deep, six in the box, let's run the ball, and and let's let's see if we can get them out of it. I don't know that we always did that as effective as we wanted to last year the longer they're in split safety the harder it is to continue to throw the ball
4: a, a bit quickly a big story uh, on the offensive line last year uh, throughout the off season was you've talked about it it's Spencer Brown the back injury not having a full off season and him coming into year 3 i guess have you seen what you've wanted to in terms of growth for him so far and i guess how important is it for him to get through this whole off season Um, different from last year with being healthy and kind of starting the year, you know, fresh.
3: Yeah. Spencer finally had an off season. And um, again, it doesn't, you know, you're not making an excuse or whatever, but he's a young player. Okay. Uh, You play at Northern Iowa, you're not blocking the pass rushers that you're seeing at this level. And so unfortunately that was a, a setback for him to have to have a back surgery last off season. He misses everything. I mean, he wasn't even practicing at this point last year. And so, we honestly didn't really know that he would be ready, you know, by week one. But we felt he was our best option. We put him out there. He def- he definitely had some ups and downs early. I thought he finished, you know, pretty decent down the stretch. Had a good off season. Um, he's had a good mindset. He understands the challenges we we give him as well, and and where we expect him to be. And so uh, I'm excited. We haven't had we did not got pads on yet. So it's <laughs> um, you know when you're starting evaluating these linemen. Same thing as I've had the conversation with the linebackers. Like. T, you know, playing linebacker
1: in, t- in shorts and T-shirts a lot, you know, a lot different than when the pads come on. Last question for me: Last couple of years, we've had a couple of high-profile receivers to ask you about, like every week, <laughs> and right now we don't have one. Thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm we're, very thankful. We're, All of them are signed. <laughs> we're going to try to find one the next couple of weeks uh, because you know, the, the, whatever. But it's it's um through that process, I think Bills fans have have seen that you know you are, and even now probably. The job never stops? No, it, n- it never stops. The only thing that stops is we, we don't know who to ask about right yeah. now because there's no big <laughs> rumor. But, uh, you know. Yeah, it, it never stops.
3: You're always looking. You're always trying to feel. And, again, as preseason goes, um, you're watching our unit. Are we clicking? Um, what's working? What's not? Um, are we missing something? Is there a piece out there that is on a team that's going to be a cap casualty or that they're not working or they're looking to gain draft capital and, and maybe even early in the season if, if their season doesn't go well? Uh, we want to be ready to add wherever we can add if it makes sense. But again, we're tight against the cap, and so it's it's got to fit. Uh, we still have we're still going to have to do some things between now and that 53 cut, to because the top 51 counts definitely different than than what the final 53 would be as, as we have it kind of estimated.
1: I lied. I do have a receiver question. Gabe entering a contract year. Yep. Organization. Would like to have him back, I mean, you guys have in the past talked about openly, love to have Dawson here, Dawson signed, so how are things with Gabe and with that conversation? yeah, love Gabe, hard worker, done everything you know last year he had the uh, the ankle
3: injury going into week two, that Friday practice, definitely set him back, it bothered him a while. Uh, he and I had many talks about it, and, you know he's he's a warrior, uh, but he wasn't able to do you know, what we know he can do early in the season. And just, you know, I think he pressed at times probably a little bit, trying to make plays, just, you know, the expectations coming off of uh, of that huge game at Kansas City in, in the playoffs. But uh, Gabe's had a great off season. He looks good, uh, excited to see where he's at. Yes, he would be a guy that we would love to have here. Um, I can't tell you, you know, I don't get into contract stuff. But whether we get something done, you know, now or whether we do something after the season, the goal is, is definitely he'd be a guy we'd love to have here. The business of it would
1: have to work out as well, though. All right? All right. GM Brandon Bean, thank you for the time, and uh, enjoy the rest of the camp. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on.
2: Bill's GM Brandon Bean on a couple days ago, or yesterday, I'm sorry, with uh, Joe and Jeremy on the morning show. A few interesting things I want to address there, but first we're going to go to Luke in Rochester. Luke, how's it going? What do you got for me?
5: Hi. Um, Well, I just find it interesting how the national media – Some of the local media in Rochester sort of have written the Bills off as even division contenders, possibly not even making the playoffs, and also their window being supposedly shut, um, which I find ludicrous because, like, they've made substantial improvements to the offensive line. They've improved the receiver core. Kincaid looks like he's going to be a serious player. They've improved their defense in the middle with the guy from Seattle, uh, Leonard Floyd. Th- this team is better than than previous teams. And while Allen is, you know, a premier quarterback, and Diggs uh, and maybe even Davis being healthy this year, <laughs> they should clearly be considered. The division favorite, and I don't see how the window has closed it off. If, if anything, they've made vast improvements to their entire team, except for Edmonds being missing and Edmonds was kind of an interesting player; he really lacked instincts despite his skills. So at at any rate, I don't know if that's going to help the bills. The expectations are so low, but it's kind of nauseating to hear these takes because they're not accurate.
2: Yeah, thanks for the call, Luke. I I, I completely agree with you. I, I I mean, I was walking in today, hearing the guys on CBS talking about how is Josh Allen a top five quarterback, and I'm I stopped dead in my tracks and I looked. I was like, what? Why are we having this conversation right now? Why? And they were saying, "Is like what? What about like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert?" And I'm like, "Justin Herbert is who was he? His comparison was Josh Allen for a little bit. I, I mean, uh, yeah, they're both good quarterbacks. Don't get me wrong. I think that they're going to take massive leaps this year. But like, I just I can't sit here and think like, what's going on? Like, I it's." We talked about this a little bit last week where, or maybe it was the week before, but it was, why Why is the media doing this? Like, yeah, sure, the Bills didn't make any giant splash moves, but players got better. They drafted a great tight end. They had a great draft overall, too. They went out and signed guys they needed. They didn't go make that big splash move. They did that last year. They signed Von Miller. They, they went out and got guys they needed. Deontay Hardy, Trent Sherfield, Leonard Floyd. I mean, those guys are going to contribute sub- like, substantially to the team. And I just, I think it's, it's partially a, well, the Bills didn't do much. Let's look for a story. And also the fact that, yeah, sure, the Bills haven't gotten over the hump. 13 seconds happened. The Bills haven't made it to the Super Bowl yet with Josh Allen. Is that his fault? No, it's not. But that's the narrative because it's, whenever you see a, "Quote unquote generational quarterback." I I, I don't know if Allen's quite there yet, but he is obviously a incredible talent. I, I I think generational could be probably. I think I I think eventually he could earn that if he hasn't already. I I don't know I, I don't know if it's there yet, but it's it's borderline. But that's that's always the the storyline and the question of you know when they're not. When that kind of player isn't doing well, it's oh well, like what's wrong with them? Why aren't they Why aren't they performing? Why? I mean, we always I always go back to the Peyton Manning stat, where it was he didn't win his first playoff game till what he was like twenty seven. I mean, Allen's won playoff games, just hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. So, I and that's the thing during that era, it was you know Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, all those guys, and. Those guys are being compared to, or well, these guys now are being compared to those guys. Where it's is Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, is Josh Allen, Peyton Manning. It's it's things like that, or you know, other, throw other names out there too, like Drew Brees and 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 Philip Rivers, and I, it's it's tough. It's more difficult to compare those guys to current quarterbacks, but I just can't sit here and say like, yeah, no, like the Bills got worse or anything like that. I, I just don't know where that's coming from, other than the fact that. It's a story, and the Jets and the Dolphins did kind of get better. So while I don't think that the Bills are going to lose the division, I think it might be a little tougher. But, I mean, how much tougher will it be? That's the real question. Because if, Dol- if Tua is healthy, it, it could get harder. If Aaron Rodgers clicks, it could get harder. But there's any given Sunday. Anything looks great on paper. Week one, that paper could get balled up and and lit on fire. You never know for any team. That's not just the Bills. It's not just the Jets. It's not just the Dolphins. It's any team in any sport. You can have a fantastic off season and then just fall apart. So, time will tell on that. But I, I just I don't get it either. I, I don't I don't like this national media against the Bills kind of thing. But I also it, it is kind of nice because then it's like all right, hey, they're gonna go do their thing and we're gonna laugh when everyone was wrong. So. On the other side of the break, we will have Connor Rogers joining us from SNY to talk some national football stuff. I mean, everything's going on around the league right now. There's been some fights. There's been some interesting injuries. There's been a lot of things going on. So on the other side of the break, we'll be talking to Connor Rogers. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday on WGR.